there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Europe is officially over football-wise for the Scottish teams. Hearts are on their way out. We knew that anyway. They're three down at the moment. On Tuesday night, Rangers beaten 3-1 at home by Ajax. We're with Craig Moore and Andy Walker. And Andy, last night, 5-1 to Real Madrid in the Bernabeu. How will you remember this campaign this year? First of all, Celtic, and what about last night? Yeah, I just think in general, it's been pretty wasteful. Celtic are creating a lot of chances. They're not getting the results. I think there are signs of promise. And I think Celtic, why get back there? I think that's the important thing. So everything now is about uh, domestic football and getting that title. Craig, Antipostokoglu didn't change his style. He's been criticised in some areas, but the Celtic fans seem to recognise that something is happening there. They got two points. They wanted many more. How yeah. do you reflect on Celtic's campaign? I think Celtic, they, you know, a lot of the matches that they were involved in, there were really good spells within the match. There were opportunities that we've touched on that were, that were missed. Um, look, it's finding that balance, Paul. I think if you have the same desire in defence is what you do in attack. I, I think you're a lot more well-rounded um, and, you know, that means being good in both boxes. Defensively was an issue, but in terms of what Celtic created uh, in the games, uh, they'll be quite happy with that and it's something to build on for next, se- next season if they're in the Champions League as well. Here's what Ange said after the game, the 5-1 defeat. We could have lost 2-0 tonight and, and created one or two chances and, and probably wouldn't look as bad and people would say, well, that's not a bad result. I just don't think that's the way forward. I just don't think that's how we're going to make an impact. I think we need to be a team that, that can score goals and, 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 and be threatening against every opposition. And I've got no doubt in my mind that if we replicate that sort of, those sort of numbers next year, that, yeah, we will score more goals. We scored tonight at 2-1 it puts a little bit of pressure on them, gives us belief. You know, they've been game, in every game we've had those moments where you get a second goal or you get that first goal and we just haven't had that, you know. But I, I believe that, you know, if we consistently do that at this level, we'll get there. Andy, what do you feel? Yeah, I think there's a big difference here. You've got pretty much every Celtic supporter buying into Ange Postecoglou and buying into his style of play. And... You've got a growing number of Rangers fans who are not buying into Giovanni Van Bronckhorst and his style of play. And Ange Postecoglou talks about getting to the Champions League next season, talks about winning the title, and that's where they want to be. He sounds pretty confident. You know, we're pretty bullish. We're coming back here. We're going to be better. And I think that's a big difference in, in an attitude and actually a message. It doesn't sound like a manager after a 5-1 defeat. No matter who you're playing, yeah, Craig, yeah. you know, yeah. there were five goals down. Major Jota's goal, what a strike. Oh, it's a great free kick, yeah. um, you know, to, to have that skill and ability. Um, consolation, yeah, it's, it's nice to be able to um, score for, for, for Jota. But look, Ange is very, very positive uh, and he's, he's all about and has always been about the project, the style of play, wanting to entertain. Um, but it's important you bring them with you. 
And yeah. I think he's doing that. No, no, no. There's no think, Andy. 100%. You're spot on. Like, I think he, he has the support of the football club um, in terms of the backing for the signings. Most importantly, uh, I think the fans are 100% behind him in, in what he's doing and, and looking to achieve at their football club. Celtic fans, what do you think? Were you there last night? Give us a call. 0808 17 17 700. Some great scenes afterwards as they left the ground, Andy. You would see it on social media just as we came off air last night. They were singing and I think they, they, the, the Real Madrid fans got on well with the Celtic fans. I know there'd been a little bit of trouble beforehand, but I think it was isolated and it's good to see people. So what do you think? If you were there, give us a call. These European nights are special. Because remember, Craig, when the draw came in and Andy, we were on that night, we were great. full of expectations. Yeah, Listen, we knew it was going yeah. to be tough, but... But, yeah, Celtic would have expected more yeah. points. Yeah, you look back yeah. and Celtic should have won a couple of games against Shakhtar and maybe could have done better in other games. All lifts and butts when you look back on it. But I don't think any of us would have said when the draw was made, there'll be 12 games there and Celtic Rangers will win wow. none of them. Yeah. We, we mm. wouldn't have said that. And the money at stake as well yep. was huge. We're going to hear from Giovanni Van Bronker speaking about the money, saying, look, it's not the 40 million. We will speak about that. But there's over 2 million for a win. Celtic got almost uh, a million for each of the draws. It's huge money. <laughs> nah, it, it is huge money. You're talking about 2 million for a win. Yeah. We just touched on, unfortunately, no team's managed to, to, to achieve that in the, in the competition. Uh, look, Celtic, uh, you know, they played a certainly, the 100% played a different brand of football. Um, they created chances in every single match. Whereas you look at, I guess, the Rangers' performances in, in their six matches, a little bit too deliberate, um, slow, uh, and, and no element of surprise um, whatsoever in, in, in any of the matches. Um, affected, I guess, in the end with, with, with some injuries, but it was done and dusted by then. There needs to be huge improvement. There's no doubt about that because I think it was um, far too high a level for them this season. You know, I feel sorry for the likes of a Leon King, Andy, we'll touch on it just off air there, you know, um, who who comes in and and look, he's going to be a a fine player, but I think a lot has been put on his shoulders due to um, the lack of of, um, central defenders there. Uh, He's come in, he's made mistakes. I've been there myself as a young lad in in Champions League football, so a big test for him. Mm. Uh, Mentality characteristic to, to be able to bounce back. And if he can, then what he's experienced uh, will give him the... The, re- the right opportunity to really grow as a player. 18 years old. What about the young Lewis who came on last night for his first 17. game for Man City? 17 and he scores. Thank and you. you could say that to you know a Leon King. He's not a striker, far from it. But Celtic, shot shy in front of goals. Not easy to say. But they were, weren't they? And then you see that young guy, Andy. What's the... Well, he's playing, at, he's playing at a good school. He's got good players around him. He's got opportunity to, to score. And yes, Celtic had plenty of opportunity to score. And I think what Ange Postecoglou said about creating as many chances next time around if they get to the Champions League, then I think most supporters would go along with that. Celtic will score more goals if they can create as many in the next round of Champions League games. Just They need to, and this is any team, they need to be, um, they need to be good in both boxes. You know, the, 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 sure. engine, the yeah. engine room and that needs to run uh, properly in terms of your midfield areas, but it, it's, Games are won um, by by being good in both boxes, and you you know you look at Chiellini for example, yeah. Italy mm-hmm. and all that. He celebrates a tackle pull like he's he scored a goal. Yeah. Uh, so I think you bring that desire to your defence, mm-hmm. um, and plus you're exciting and can and create and and score goals going forward. Uh, then that's that's a mix yeah. that you need. It's still a very relevant question. Can Celtic be successful playing that way in Europe against teams who are 
They're smart, they're experienced, they're happy to hit you on mm. the break. They've got a lot of pace, a lot of power, a lot of running energy and uh, Celtic have lost far too many goals. Let's hear a bit more from Ange Postacoglu about chances not taken in Europe. That's a fair assessment of our campaign. I think anyone who's watched the games will say that you can't take away from the fact that they're a fantastic football team, but we still came here and created a lot of opportunities I think you know, other clubs have struggled to do. So there's there's something in that for us, but ultimately we fell short. You know, we, we, we'll need to sort of make sure that yeah, we understand the areas and we do that we have fallen short in and, and some of it's just experience, you know. For our guys, all this is new and our goal and our ambition should be to, to be a Champions League level every year and I think you'll find if we do that and show the same sort of intent and endeavour, then, yeah, we'll, we'll start to make more of an impact. All right, we hear from the Celtic fans. Craig, were you going to jump in there? Nope. No, no. OK, well, we'll go to GVB then. That was the night before Rangers losing... 3-1 at home to Ajax. Here's the manager looking back on that game. Yeah, but it's a different level. You know, this is a team who, who are used to giving pressure. They are used to avoid high press with their movements. You know, it's not a team, you know, that is just operate on the Champions League for the first time. It's, we know the, the Ajax school, we know how comfortable they are with the ball and they showed it as well today and and I think we try to to press up high but you could see you know we were you know we were also there was a big difference in in freshness they, they didn't have a game on the weekend they had six days to prepare for this game and and we had only two days so that that difference you saw also today so that's not only football wise but physically as well especially of course with with some changes we had to do you know when, when we played on Saturday so you know that's for everyone to see Greg where will we start didn't the result at the weekend for Rangers against Aberdeen help them for the game because the morale lifted after the four goals against Aberdeen? Well, yeah, no, it was a positive um, and really, really comfortable win against Aberdeen and you're hoping to, to be able to take that in uh, midweek. I understand the, the point about the, the freshness um, of the players, um, but um, in terms of the best of the best, when you're continually challenged at that kind of level, there's no doubt that you improve. So... That is now the question for Rangers if they get there again. Can they show that improvement? The, the, the same for Celtic. But Giovanni, obviously, in terms of what you were up against, you know exactly what you're coming up against. You know exactly the way they play. Um, you would be hoping that that's still that's something that you can cope with and, and then be able to um, cause a little bit more uh, of an issue going going forward. Um, and like I said, for the majority of the games, well, actually for all of the games, Paul, if I'm honest, this, this season in the Champions League, that element of surprise, that that ability to, to break quickly, yeah. to really test teams uh, and force them to defend, hasn't been there uh, in terms of what Rangers have done attacking-wise. Is it a rebuild job? And it has to start from January for Rangers? Well, they need to start getting players... Back to fitness. Uh, there's, you know, there's a, a big number of players that are out. Um, so I don't know what happens on a day day to day basis. But the more injuries you get, I guess you start to ask questions on on what um, what does happen, uh, what 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 the training does look like. Or, or you, sometimes you can just be extremely unlucky. But the most important thing is is to try and get as many players back fit as possible, um, challenging again because um, that will give Giovanni the opportunity. To, to pick his strongest team, which he probably hasn't been in the position to do for the last couple of games. He was asked about any positives from the European campaign for him. Positive is that we that we operated on the on the highest level after so many years. That's positive, but uh, you know it's also uh, facts that we are uh, competing on on such a level. It's it's been hard for us. And what about strengthening the squad? Of course, I know that the club will do everything uh, to. Uh, 
you know, to try to, to build the, the strongest uh, uh, squad we have. You know, I've read many stories that we, we struck gold, you know, with so many millions coming in. It's, it's not true. You know, I think the, it's not true, all the, all the figures I see in papers. I don't have, we don't have that budget to spend. So that's another thing that's, you know, also we saw in the beginning that we, we, we play Champions League, so now we have 40 million extra. You know, those are not true. And that creates, an, uh, of course, you know, uh, an expectation of we can buy new players. But, you know, I think the way we are, we bought the players this season is to qualify for Champions League. But I don't think that the, the club will spend millions if the millions aren't there. Andy? Well, if you're talking about a rebuild at Rangers, you need, you need money. And I think when you sold, when Rangers sold Patterson, Aribo, Bassey, get to a UEFA Cup final, qualify for the Champions League, all the ticket sales that that involves, you would have thought Giovanni Van Bronckhorst would have spent uh, post-qualification before the game started. And you would have thought there would have been money available in January. And it seems as though Giovanni Van Bronckhorst has been absolutely open, honest and upfront. There's nothing there. And I think it's reasonable of any uh, Rangers fan to ask, really? Where has all of that money gone? And some of the money has gone into players who we haven't seen much of at all. Yeah, but there's obviously been investment in terms of players coming in. Uh, when you look at uh, players re-signing, you know, so so money salaries yeah, the kind tend, of gold tend, tend, tend to yeah. tavernier, and you know, money tends to to go up, not down. Um, you know, and I've kind of read a few different reports in regard to the the, the windfall. Uh, that 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 has come into the football club, and it might be closer to twenty million. Do you think it's about twenty? Again, going and you know, I, I listen to the likes of um, Talk Sport or whatever, yep. um, where you come, you know, you, you listen to an owner um, explaining the situation. I mean, at the end of the day, you can see exactly what's coming to the football club, uh, which is clear. So maybe that that has been um, slightly out in terms of investment. I think there's still probably for the Rangers fans' point of view, um, the recruitment side of things. Uh, has not been a positive one, let's say. Um, and, and then if more money does become available in January, you know, the, 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 the next signings or the next few players that come through the door, no doubt about it, have to be an absolute success and hit the ground running. Otherwise, uh, the pressure the pressure's not going away. Craig, you played alongside him. I think everyone's got respect for Giovanni Van yeah. Bronckhurst. I wonder what kind of team he wants. So if you were his chairman, <laughs> and sure, I mean, like, managers will always want more team. money. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. And wh- what kind of team do you want? You know, Celtic with Ange Postacoglu, he's yeah. in charge and it's working in the league. We'll find out what happens. There's only yeah. a couple, a few points, yeah. in the, four points mm-hmm. uh, between them. But it's, what style, what's, it go- what's he going to stand for? Again, I, look, I know Giovanni as a player. I've not had... Uh, any conversations with him uh, since he's been here at the football club um, to know what his desires and ambitions are as a as a manager in terms of the way that he would like to play. Uh, so I'm I'm seeing what everybody else is seeing, Paul. Um, but uh, you know, for me, he wants to win football matches. Look, not everybody has the same philosophy as no. as Ange Postecoglou. No. Sure. Uh, you know, look at Simeone at Atletico Madrid. Yeah, uh, and that's completely the polar opposite. Yeah, mm-hmm. Atletico Madrid are also out of of the the, the Champions League. Mm-hmm. So look, it well, depends. Hang on, hang on, it hang depends on, what the managers yeah. actually want. He, he's he's best, but one of the best performances I've seen from Rangers was the Scottish Cup semi final. Admittedly, 
that was with Aribo and that was with Bassi. Yeah. But Rangers had played a European game a couple of two or three nights yeah, before yeah. Mm-hmm. and it had gone to extra, extra time. time. Yeah, yeah. And everyone seems to suggest Rangers were the stronger side, yeah, yeah. more running power yeah. in extra time. Yeah, yeah I get that. I so, get that. You've lost Aribo, you've lost Bassi, mm-hmm. so you need to try and uh, replace them. And I still go back to what you and I uh, talked mm-hmm. about a couple of months ago. I don't understand why everyone at Rangers says that this is the best squad that has been at Ibrooks over the last number of years. I, I just don't see it. No, no, and I, I, I don't see it either. And I've, I've seen the, the same kind of um, reports that have come out, and I think I'm with majority of people that in terms of the, the squad that you see at Rangers this season compared to last season is not as strong. No. He's not as strong. Uh, but you know, they still went to Eindhoven. They still put up a brilliant no, performance did, did, again, and they beat PSV. And he, you're talking he about a group knows, of players, but you also talk about a group of players and, and you talk about last season and the, the, the Scottish Cup semi-final uh, uh, two days after. Look, eventually, and some of those players aren't here, granted, but when you keep going to the wall and you keep performing and you keep knocking out games after games after games after games, eventually there's a time when it can sap you, right? And people go, well, but why are they so jaded now? And they're the place. Eventually it catches up. Eventually it catches up. It's like, you know, you look at Liverpool, the, the, the brand of football that mm. Liverpool play. It's impossible to, to, to knock that out year after year after year after year. All of a sudden now they're having a, a, a bit of a, a moment yeah. and different questions are being asked mm. defensively. So players are... They're not robots, you know. They, they they do have days where they are tired. They have had a lot of loads. They're playing a lot of matches. Um, confidence. There's, there's a there's a completely different dynamic behind the scenes sometimes in terms of that player going out on but, the field. But you know as well as I do, Craig, how it works in Glasgow. If you're second, you're last. And would and a, a huge range of support mm-hmm. get behind Giovanni Van Bronckhurst because you yeah. know what the yeah. football's great. I'm really enjoying what I'm seeing. Yeah. And I'm going to give him another opportunity for. But that's the a challenge. But that's a challenge. Who for? Well, the, the challenge for Giovanni is to is to go and win the title if he gets that opportunity. That's what he has to do. I mean, we're talking about second now. Um, there's no trophies being handed out now. It's it's about it's about winning the title. No, but being he would need some strengthening in January, I, I, surely. A hundred percent, he does. A hundred percent, he does. You think he'll get it? Yeah, I think so. I think so. It's just what what he's able to to bring in. I'm not. I'm not. One of these ones, Andy, where I think a lot of people are saying that um, Rangers haven't backed them and are not supporting Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. I'm not buying into that. I'm not buying into that at all. I think that the players that have come through the door, Giovanni has been across, right? So he has had support. The players coming in and doing the business on the field has not happened. Um, and that's a big test for whatever comes through the door in January. But I think he'll be supported to do that. Wow, it's all going to come down to the title, isn't it? I heard you just saying that, you know, the next three games are massive for Giovanni Van Bronckhorst and for Rangers. Three games in a week, then the World Cup break. But they'll need money in January, there's no question. I mean, fans are not daft. You know, you know, the the mood music for the Celtic fans is just now, sure, it's not nice losing 5-1 in Madrid, but it was Real Madrid. And the style of play and the buy-in to Ange, something's happening there. People are not sure at Rangers what's happening. There's a huge amount of money coming in, whether it was 40 million or 20, but they didn't expect to go all the way to Europa League final. So money came in, which is brilliant, that wasn't expected this time last year. It's also really good business, Paul. Yeah. To sell Aribo, to sell Bassi, because it's it's great money. Yeah. You almost can't afford to knock it back. Of course. But as Craig was saying earlier, you need to replace that with a similar quality. Everyone at Ibrooks seems to say it's the best squad 
we've had in a number of years. Mm -hmm. I, I would take issue with that. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And, and look, it, sorry, sorry, Paul. Just one no, other thing. And it, there has been money. There's no doubt money's come into the football club, you know. But the likes of Patterson, the likes of Bassi, uh, and and Aribo, again, we're not privy to when that money crosses into Rangers' hands. How much of it comes? It might be in instalments and all that sort of stuff. So people just assume that that amount that you hear or read yeah. Yeah. in the press that it all comes across straight away. That might not be the case. Plus. Either. A huge amount of money did have to go in the fabric of the place. Ibrox had deteriorated badly. And I think there were many, many millions. I don't know how many. It's fascinating. We've got Craig Moore. We've got Andy Walker. I mean, we'll kind of forget soon. Not just yet. People are still returning today from Madrid. Rangers were at home the other night. But it's all going to be about the title. And we're going to be with you all the way right through until May. Quick break and then we're back. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. The Gordon. Football show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go, 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 go. There's a goal in Europe. Hearts have scored, Andy. Can you believe it? It's uh, the 3 1 down, though, so they will be on their way out of Europe. Well, it's been some number of months, isn't it? Started with what Motherwell wasn't it? against Sligo yeah. Rovers, and then great uh, when you think about it, Craig, remember oh. uh, AZ Altmar. Dundee United looked so good that first leg and, and then, then bang. collapse. Then Jack Ross was out later. Who We've was lost, next up? We, yep. as in Scottish teams, we have lost a lot of goals, haven't we? So, I mean, we talk about Celtic and the chances they make and that's all very well and good and it is, uh, it's a positive. But we, the whole of the Scottish clubs that have been yeah. in Europe, they lose too many goals. I blame you two for <laughs> not actually winning it. You know, you went quite far in Europe, Andy with Celtic, you with oh, Rangers, no, but you didn't win it. No, <laughs> no, no, I didn't. Like I said, I mean, the, the test is defensively. You're, you're right. Mm. You're talking about conceding a lot of goals, and it's more about actually the concede, like the, the the cluster of goals. Yeah. You know, and, and that, that that kills games. It kills games off. So defensively, you've got to be better. And you're saying celebrate defending, good defending, like they do in Italy. <sighs> Well, again, yeah. maybe that's just coming from me a little bit as well because I, right. I, I, I loved defending. Um, yeah, right. And I don't mm. think I see enough players now where you go, you know what, look at him and look at the way he actually loves to defend. The big game was last night. We'll hear a bit more of Ange, then we'll hear more from GVB. And there's lots of people on the socials as well. I'll read some of those in a moment or two. Questions for both of you. Uh, here's Ange's reflection on the game last night. Firstly credit to Real Madrid. I mean, they're a fantastic football team. They've got quality all through the side and, you know, when they get sort of the ball moving, they're uh, they're difficult to stop. Obviously, we got the two penalties against us early, even though we, you know, we had created some chances for ourselves and sort of the way the campaign's gone and, you know, to be fair, the boys still dug in and 2-0, we get our penalty and instead of 2-1 and not that it'll change potentially the outcome of the game, but just to give us a little bit of belief through that period, unfortunately, we didn't take our chances and then... Uh, yeah, you know, again, they, you always felt when they go forward that they have the quality to hurt you, and that happened. And you know, conversely, at the other end, we created some good opportunities, and you know, weren't able to take them. So disappointed that for our, for the players and for our supporters that they didn't get sort of more joy out of the game today. Um, but I can't fault our players' efforts or their endeavour. Um, you know, I think they gave everything. Craig Moore, Andy Walker, Andy was at a game two VAR last night. VAR yet again, especially the second one. How can that be a penalty? Yeah, I think there's a real problem with just the, the law, the handball law. It, uh, it's so open to interpretation. If you're a defender, Craig, it's mm -hmm. almost as if you you need to put your arms behind your back. That is the most unnatural thing mm. to do. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know why they just don't go back to a very simple... See, if they think it's a deliberate handball, it's a penalty. Yeah. 
Now, it's not deliberate if your hands are away above your shoulders or above your head. Mm. That would be completely unnatural. Any handball that's above head your head, or above. I, think, I think anyone could buy into that. Mm. But the penalties last night, I thought both of them were really harsh. And again, you know what? I don't even know what uh, the exact up-to-date ruling of the, the handball is. But for me, when you see ball to hand, and what I mean by that, if within short distance someone has a shot and hits your, hit your hand... It's impossible to get your hand away. For me, that's sure. play on, play on, which is the unfortunate thing. But I think it was was Celtic's second penalty. O'Reilly, yeah. what, what, what's, what's he meant? What's, to, exactly? what's he meant to do? Yeah. But when you start to see movement from the hand to, towards a ball, of course that's a penalty. Or anything hands around about the head or higher than that, it, it's a penalty. But you're right. At the moment, uh, it's down to interpretation. My concern yeah. always with VAR was re-refereeing the game, and I think mm. that we're seeing that. Time and that's, time again. That's what happened last night. Yep. Re-refereeing the game. The referee was in the perfect position to see it, didn't give it, and then she was asked to go over and uh, review it. And you knew at that point she was always going to give the penalty. And then in the second one, she books O'Reilly. Uh, <laughs> so that, if you're booking him, that is for a, a deliberate, deliberate handball. Yeah. And Come Andy, on. they're watching it in slow-mo. Slow-mo should almost be banned unless it's... Is it over the line? Is it not? You yeah. can tell there was nothing in And actually, yeah. I know a lot of people said the first one... At first, it, I thought there wasn't either. Maurice Jens, what is I, he supposed to do? I wonder if we'll see this level of, as Craig referred to it there, as uh, re-refereeing. I wonder if we'll see this level of re-refereeing in the World Cup. Mm. Because it wouldn't be as good a spectacle. I think they will want to minimise the use of VAR in the World Cup and hopefully have good referees. Craig, you've got a special interest in it. We're waiting to hear the Australian squad, squad today, tomorrow. Yeah. Is Martin Boyle going to be there? I want. We just don't know about VAR. Will it become the dominant feature talking point in the World Cup? Unfortunately, I think so. You think so? Yeah. yeah. yeah I don't. Never mind that. Will you get out of the yeah. group? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we're all, we've got a tough group. No. No, you, no, no. you don't oh, fancy right. your chances? No. Uh, the group for Australia is is France, Denmark and, and Tunisia. France and Denmark were our opponents along with Peru in 2018. Um, nah, big ask. I can't see Australia going through the group. Okay. Glad to see you're so confident. <laughs> Back to the big two, Craig. There's a, a question for you in a moment or two uh, from Jack who has been on. But before that, let's hear Ange Postacoglu speak about the Celtic fans on that journey uh, through Europe. Two points after the six games. Yeah, their, their support is unbelievable. Like I said, we, we've lost, you know, 5-1 and I don't think anyone enjoys that kind of defeat. But <clears throat> I think their reaction after the game was not just them trying to make us feel better. I think they can appreciate what the players are trying to do and that gives us, gives me massive motivation to to reward them, you know, to make sure that we qualify again next year and next year we we perform better and give them more moments like Jota's tonight. You know, that's what they deserve. And yeah, uh, like I said, that's that's where my disappointment lies that I, you know, because ultimately I'm responsible for the approach we've taken, the way we've gone about things and uh, I would have wanted to repay them for their support. What about that goal, Andy? As a former striker from Jota, his family were in the crowd. It was just a piece of brilliance. It was something I never did. I never, when I, when I think about it now, maybe I should have practiced free kicks. Uh, free yeah, kicks. Yeah. I, I, do you know what? Did I, you know I, what? I always thought I'll try and go in for the rebound. That mm -hmm. was my yeah. mindset, or a, some sort of deflection. I'll try and find a bit of space. But so who took I, them when you were at Celtic, for example? Who John Collins took a course, lot. Yeah. He was very good. Cultured. He the, was. The uh, he could get a, yeah. <laughs> He could get a bit of movement. Yeah. Uh, he was a bit special. Mm -hmm. uh, Don Hutchison at uh, 
Sheffield United, he was really good. Like a ball, yeah. Um, Tony Kelly at Bolton was also uh, top class. So, but no, I was always thinking uh, I'll go in and try and get a rebound. Mm. It'll the keeper will save it or it'll hit the post and I'll I'll get a tap in. <laughs> it was normally midfielders, I think. That would normally you wouldn't you wouldn't see normally a striker back in our day taking a, a free kick, yeah. getting things over the wall up up and down. You know, the striker was waiting for the scraps. So it, was, it, was yeah. not, it was normally the kind of the midfielder. Pierre Van Hooydonk when he came, he oh, loved although he, he had, loved a, he had an incredible run as well. Yeah, he, had, with free he kicks. loved to take them. Yeah, for sure. Let's hear GVB. We're going to go on the lines now in a second or two. Rangers fans on, but here is Giovanni speaking about Rangers focus now that Europe is over. I, I work with this group to 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 try to make it better to be competitive in Champions League. You know, you you have to have. It's, it's not a team who, who who can operate in Champions League. That's what we saw this this campaign. So now we have to switch back to the league and uh, and try to to win the trophies. We are still involved. Europe for us this season is over. Daniel is on the line from Wishaw. Hi, Daniel. How are we doing, guys? All right. Yeah, we're okay. Hi, Thank Daniel. you. Yeah. How are you feeling? How are you reflecting on Europe? I um, need to be realistic. Obviously, the the campaign. We're just kind of glad it's it's finished. Um, I think there've been the full six matches have been quite a tough watch, to be honest. But I think we need to look at the extensive injury list. We've got three three centre backs out. Um Gordon Lawrence in the middle of the park, who I genuinely think is a miss. Um Cholak, I felt sorry for the guy um the other night 'cause he it looked as though he was basically just chasing shadows up there. Um you could be there on eight ways some players, but for me even even McGregor McGregor looked a wee bit lost where the ball was coming back the way instead of going forward I just felt as though with Barisic I don't know where, where his confidence went any time he got to the byline he just turned back it was just we, we played into Ajax their way I think I mean Bassey again Bassey showed exactly just how good a player he is where he, he basically turned the style on again Um he did. Aye, I don't yeah. know. Which is yeah, funny as well Craig, because yeah. Bassi's Bassi's been yeah. criticised. He's been battered. He's been criticised yeah. over in terms of Holland his performances, but he was uh, back to what kind of unfortunately yeah. against Rangers, mm. but what he was doing for Rangers uh, yeah. in, in in his time. But Do Daniel, think, I kind of yeah. sorry, I, I agree with you, Daniel, in terms of Aye. you know just in general the performance. Look, confidence is extremely low. There's no doubt about that. The the injuries has take has taken a toll. But you know, Barisic and and the likes of of turning back out and going backwards and all that. Yeah, I, I get that, I understand that. But at the same time, I, I think that Kent has a role to play in that as well because if you've got a, a winger that's that, that's that's on his game, that's confident, he's like, here, you give me the ball now. I want the ball, I want the ball, I want the ball. So you can see that there's a severe lack of confidence, uh, certainly at Champions League level. I'm not sure how supporters will take to um, the comments from Giovanni in regards to, um, you know, we're clearly not at that level. Um, I don't know how well that goes down with the supporters. Look, title uh, and, and what's at stake, we know every single season what's at stake to, to win the title because that's a bread and butter. So there has to be a reset and a refocus and, and it needs to happen quickly. Daniel? 100%. Yep. 100% totally agree with Craig there. Um, and the likes of that as well, even with Tav. Tav looks a wee bit as if he's, he's carrying a knock. I think he's been... I think he's been carrying a knock for quite a wee while. So for mm-hmm. him, it's it's a hard one because you're putting young Devine in a, a territory, which is another one. I mean, yeah. Leon King, he got put into, he's been thrown into 
like say Liverpool. That that's just it's something. I mean, we're we are quite thin, um, and obviously with with Craig's point there, we we can't. I mean, I feel as though Kent, he just the attitude feels as always. Does he want to be there next season? Well, Jack's been on as well. Daniel, what would you say about Ryan Kent and Alfredo Morelos? You made it to the Champions League. Andy Walker mentioned about that performance away against PSV, who beat Arsenal just a week ago. What's happened? And what about Kent and Morelos? What would you say if they're listening? Um, to be honest, I think the two of them actually need to take a, take a long, hard look at themselves and see exactly that a, a big club. Um, Kent, Kent thrives in big European nights because I think that's where... Uh, he's, he's heads it to be honest um, and I thought if anybody likes him going up against Liverpool his former employer yeah. he'd be showing exactly what they miss uh, what they're missing Andy uh, well I was just wondering Daniel let, let's say every Rangers player's fit and you go into the January transfer window in your opinion from what you've seen of Rangers where would you like the team to be strengthened um, at the moment the back line desperately needs strengthened but also up up front as well, because um, I don't know whether you would agree on this. Where you're, obviously you've you would have seen it for games as well. I would see Gio go with two up front. It'll just get a try. Put another. I'd love to see either Morelos and Cholak go for it. Roof and Roof and Cholak just to see how it would go. Well, the trouble with Roof is he's injured again last week, so that just goes on and on. I mean, terrific player, but he's not around. Cholak and Morelos, Andy, or is that ship? Sailed. Well, I, I'm just surprised that the... I, I think a fit Alfredo Morelos, yeah. a sharp Alfredo Morelos, would have scored the other night mm. with that uh, charging down that he did with His the, first the chance, goalkeeper. Yeah. Mm. Uh, big target to hit. And if he was in top form, I think he would have scored it. And I'm just amazed that we're in November and we're still talking about his commitment, his fitness, his attitude. It's, mm. it's really bizarre. Craig, look at that dressing room. The dressing rooms you were in at Ibrox. What would they be saying to the likes of Kent and Morellas? At the standards, um, in terms of the consistency of games, um, it needs to be up there. Or if it's yeah. not, you, you you did get a hard time, Paul. Um, and look, there's an understanding of knowing that when you just, it's not happening. Um, that can that that can be accepted if the work rate and and. and you know, that desire to still do well for the team is there. Um, if it wasn't there back in my day, don't worry about the manager. Mm. You've you got 10 players going through you um, and slapping you about and kicking the hell out of your training mm. because it's just not acceptable. Um, so, again, I don't know what, what the dynamics are. I think, like I said, unfortunately for Rangers at this moment in time, um, the confidence is clearly not there. Um, it's stop, start, stop, start. You know, when you think uh, Aberdeen result, good positive result to build... Yeah. They haven't been able to build this season, um, and and that's hurt them. I think they they have won every game after a Champions League right. uh, defeat, so that augurs well for the weekend. It's always tough up at St Johnson. My goodness, Celtic found it really tough. Almost dropped a couple of points uh, until that dramatic Yakimakis uh, last second winner. Daniel, here's your manager. A message to the Rangers fans. Well, the same I say to you. It's very disappointing. You know, we 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 are very we were all happy that we we came in Champions League because we weren't competing in this level for 12 years. So that's very positive. But the other side is we're facing so many good teams. So for us, the learning point. You know, of course, we want to be involved again less uh, next year. But you know, then we have to do better than we did this season. It's been hard. You know, also 
also today, and that's uh, those are facts. You think you'll bounce back though Sunday, Daniel, at St Johnson? I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. Because um, I mean, obviously, um, the manager can only he can only ready the players for as best as they can. Um, as soon as they walk across that white line, they need to take a bit of responsibility as well. Um, they're the ones then on the park and obviously the manager's tactics as well it's it needs to be a strong performance for here on it um i okay champions league we went it was a disappointing campaign but i mean we need to just put it behind us and go again great Dan- daniel a strong performance or a winning performance because three games left no. I- i'm th- winning performances and maximum points for giovanni is is all that matters in my opinion 100% Hundred percent, totally agree, and then hopefully we can get to January um, and get whatever players are injured fit. Um, obviously, get Morelos and Kent to see whether they want to be a, a Rangers player next season. Um, at the moment, it certainly doesn't look likely to me. Um, okay, Daniel, thanks for calling. Oh eight, oh eight, seventeen, seventeen, seven hundred. We've got the big two here: Craig Moore and Andy Walker. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's go This is the Go Radio Football Show Paul Cooney with Craig Moore, Andy Walker Loads of calls coming in 0808 17 17 700 Hearts have, uh, have they lost? Yep, in the 90th minute 3-1 full time result Yep, it's just come in Basak Shear, three hearts, one. I see it was Nathaniel Atkinson who scored uh, just at the end. Andy, uh, another defeat for a Scottish side in Europe. It was always going to be tough there tonight. At least they've had a couple of wins in the conference. Yeah, they have and they've made a bit of money. Um, and I think the trick now, the challenge for hearts is to get back to third. They have dropped into the bottom six. They've seen uh, Hibs, who I think are a better team than uh, last season. Aberdeen are a better team than last season both of them challenging with uh, what the likes of St Mirren for, mm-hmm. for third place at the moment so Hearts have got a bit of work to do but if they can get their players back uh, I, I think they can win more games than, than not I thought you were going to say win third place uh, well <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. it, it is a win isn't it because it's either going to be Celtic Rangers Rangers Celtic yep. Yep. Yeah, no, look, it was always going to be a challenge wasn't it for, sure. for Hearts in terms of you know that experience of European football really stretching your squad uh, and and to be fair again they got some support didn't they uh, Robbie Nielsen got some support because they did bring yeah, some players into the club yeah, yeah. some good depth there probably a little bit unlucky with some injuries uh, you know and suspensions and all, all that that kind of plays its role as well but I'm sure they'll refocus and, and bounce back and start climbing as well this is Glasgow's own <laughs> Go Radio mate in Glasgow for Glasgow and the West <laughs> he's taking a wee slap there right we're going to take more calls in a moment or two, but tomorrow night we're back into the Premiership. We're not away from Europe yet. We'll hear more from Ange and from Giovanni. Tomorrow night we've got some games. Aberdeen up against Hibs and Kilmarnock Livingston. And then Saturday, another two games. Celtic Dundee United and Ross County St Mirren. And then Sunday, 12 o'clock, St Johnson Rangers, Hearts against Motherwell. Andy, I take it that will be your game on Sky? Looking forward to it. It's yeah. always good to go to Perth and uh, just mentioned there about how close it was when Celtic went up there. You, you wonder how Rangers all got on. To be fair to Rangers, they always win after a Champions League defeat in the in the Scottish Premiership. So uh, that's a habit they'll want to keep going. And they have to win every game now until the World Cup, Craig? I would think so, yeah. Um, you need to go away in, in... Not so much go away in good form, but yeah, I think yeah. G- Giovanni and the team, 
to, to keep the pressure on Celtic need to take maximum points there's no doubt about that and Rangers have got St Johnson Hearts and St Mirren Celtic have got Dundee United and Motherwell away and then Ross County so a lot of football in a week but we're still on the Champions League last night Celtic losing 5-1 to Real Madrid the holders they could still yet win it we might talk about who is in we talked about those who are out of the Champions League Barcelona Atletico Madrid Juventus Marseille Rangers Celtic all out but what about next season? And what does Ange Postacoglu feel? What have they learned? And if they're back in the Champions League, how will they do? I think it's one of these things where you, every year, a year in it, you get better because that's not how it works at this level. Some pretty good, strong, credential football clubs that haven't qualified for the next round this year. But I just think that if we're there every year and we play like this, that for a club like ours, you, know, you need everything to sort of come together. And by that, I mean, you know, We've had some key injuries. Our captain's been missing. Jota's been missing. Our Cam missing today. For us to really make an impact, we need all those things to go together, plus our players learning from their experience and, and taking those opportunities. And But I've got no doubt that our first job is to qualify next year. And if we're in it next year, that we'll make more of an impact than this year. But that doesn't mean that it's going to be a massive leap. But I don't think it needs to be. I think bridging that gap isn't immense but it's the most difficult bit to get because you're talking about scoring goals at this level. It's, it's not the easiest thing to do. Bridging the gap, Craig? Yeah, no, one thing, and again, I'd be interested to know your thoughts, Andy, uh, on this, because, again, you don't know the improvement, obviously, until you then go and get that, that, that the opportunity mm -hmm. again. You know, So that might come again for Celtic next season. But Celtic's European campaign last season, obviously not in the Champions mm -hmm. League, wasn't a good one, wasn't a good one. Yes, they played better football, created more chances, didn't win a game. So in terms of improvement, like, you, you know, you know yep. what I'm saying? You know, the angle that I'm going with here is like, so the team... I think it's the approach, Craig. It's the, it's the ambition. It's the, um, we'll go up against anyone and we'll give you a game. And you look back on it, we've spoken about it before, for 45 minutes, for maybe an hour, they did as much in Glasgow against Real Madrid. Yeah, yeah. And Real Madrid actually noticed it. I thought maybe took up a, a level because yeah. they've got more gears than Celtic, I think, than, uh, to go through. And they ensured last night, early on, I know they get the two penalties, but their attitude from the start was, we're winning this game because we want to top the group. And that's why it was such a, a special performance from them. So it could have been six or seven. You know, Rangers could have lost six or seven. Yeah. But I think, you speak to any Celtic supporter, mm -hmm. they are buying into this... This idea, I, I think a number, a good number of them will mm -hmm. question the amount of goals that are being conceded, and I think that's absolutely fair. Mm -hmm. But the level of excitement, the approach to games, the going toe to toe with the best of them, and the message actually, which is not you're not getting it from Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. Oh, we can compete. Yeah, yeah, it's completely different. And again, it's just for me, it's it's about trying trying to find the balance because I love winning. I loved winning. Um, and, and sometimes that didn't come through playing beautiful football. Mm -hmm. It was having the ability to manage a game and get over the line. Um, and, and again, so it's fi it's finding the balance because I feel as if sometimes we're going down. It's, it's an entertainment business, and I get that. I get that for the for the supporter. They want to be entertained. They want to see exciting football. But they still want to win football matches. That's the only currency that that, that really matters in in this game is winning football matches. You have to score one more than the opposition. Otherwise, Look you can play the all the great Look at the amount of times football. Real Madrid got in the, behind the right full-back, behind the left full-back. 
that's the way Celtic play. Ange Postecoglou wants those two fullbacks further up the pitch. Yeah. So there, there is, as you mentioned, some balance to be struck. You can't, you can't keep playing that way. Actually, scoring the maybe more often, mm-hmm. you'll still concede as many, and so that balance has to be met. And look, and and the balance, and and probably a good example, is Real Madrid. Real Madrid. Yeah. You look at what they can do, all right. Um, but at the same time, you look at the Champions League final. Mm. And they took all so that they, pressure from they Liverpool. They've got another side to yeah. their game. Sure. They've got another side to their game. Uh, Ancelotti, I think, just over, overtaken Sir Alex Ferguson in Champions League wins at 103 Champions League wins. Wow. Wow. How dare he? Short <laughs> man. Sir Govan, he's overtaken Sir Alex. You're not allowed to do that. <laughs> Sir Furious. Send that, send that to VAR to check it. <laughs> We're not having it. Sir Furious. <laughs> that was a good and there was a man. And what a record in Europe fascinating conversation between you two and our listeners who are coming on in big numbers after yeah listen two different campaigns I think that's the thing and just listening to the two managers so you heard Ange Postecoglou there let's hear a bit more from Giovanni van Bronckhurst about uh, Rangers uh, no points after the sixth game well, it's always difficult you know of course you know that the, the gap is there uh, but you don't want to concede so many many goals against you and uh, if you see you know, the goals we conceded in, 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 in many games in this campaign, you know, that's it was too much, especially at home against Liverpool, you know, against teams, you know, from the highest quality. And we struggled in those moments. And, uh, you know, it's a big learning uh, experience for, for us. And, Craig, that's a record that you didn't want. It's the worst performance in the Champions League. Rec- records stage. are there to be broken. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, <laughs> someone, someone will break that record. Someone, someone will break that record. Now, nah, look, it's, it's, not, it's not a great record to have. Oh, and again, look, I think it was just, um, uh, it was a step too far this season for Rangers. Um, there's got to be, you know, huge learnings if they get the opportunity uh, again and, and that improvement. I think right now, title, playing good football, winning games of football is the only way that Giovanni can bounce back and the players. And do you think someone needs to come out alongside him and say, right, here's who's fit. Here's the progress of Tom Lawrence, for example. Here is what's happening with John Suter. Mm. Do you think it needs a clarity? Somebody alongside the manager to say, right, here's what Rangers are going to do. Here's, mm. Here are the plans. Yeah, well, some clubs, you know, I understand. I've, I've been involved, uh, I guess, at a level where you do keep certain information about how long a player is going to be out. And I mean, for, for what reason, I, I don't know, but... You've got to you've got to respect the club in terms of the way they want to go about their business. I mean, it, it's up to them to communicate to their supporter base in a way that they feel is is the right way. Clearly, we we can see that there's a lot of players that are unfit at this moment in time, and it's just hugely affected uh, Rangers so far this season. It has. He is clearly disappointed. Disappointing for us. You know, it started really well with you know two good ties we played against Union and PSV and and qualified for Champions League. But you know, after playing six games, you can uh, you can see the difference in uh, you know in level and uh, against the teams we competed. So that was very difficult for us to to get results. You can see the difference in levels. But look at Ajax, and they they were thrashed six one by Napoli mm-hmm. just some weeks ago at home. So I know that Ajax looked much better in the night, but you know you both probably went to that game watching it thinking Rangers might well take something on the night, Andy. Yeah, and I thought they played well against yeah. Napoli at Ibrox, yeah. and you know, but for that uh, red card could have been a bit Sands, different. And as yes. you say, mm-hmm. Ajax is as impressive as, as they've been against Rangers in two games, absolutely battered at home. Mm. So it was a hell of a tough group, but mm. you did expect a bit more. 
from Rangers. Mm. Yeah, no, no, for sure. And it, like I says, I mean, Ajax. I guess when you look at when you look at the group, you go Ajax are the team where maybe you know yeah. you can get sure. something out out of. Um, but that that wasn't uh, wasn't the case. It, it didn't eventuate. Um, performances, like I says, they just. I think everyone knows uh, that it, that it was nowhere near where it needed to be. Champions League football, you've got to be at it. You do get punished for any mistakes. And there were mistakes there as well. And like I said, the, the team's most definitely capitalised through, through this campaign. After the break, who will win the Glasgow Cup? Because <laughs> that's what it all comes down to, isn't it? <laughs> who is going to win the title? A bit more from the managers, a bit more from you coming up after the news. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. And great to hear that good news. Judy Murray in town today doing such great work for the young tennis stars of the future, we hope, because Andy, it's been a vintage time with Jamie and Andy, one of the world's all-time greats, and we haven't made enough of it. Facilities for young people, especially in places like the east, the north of Glasgow, and Lanarkshire and Renfrewshire. I we, love my tennis, and yeah, I think oh, both right. of them, uh, Andy yeah. and Jamie, have been magnificent ambassadors for for Scotland, and as well as their mum, of course, and you just hope they get all the facilities they're talking about. It's uh, I think it would help everyone. That short tennis game, brilliant. Oh, yeah. Craig, as an Australian as well, you'll love tennis, don't you? you well, must. yeah. I mean, the, the Australian Open's a great tournament. Yeah. You know, uh, Melbourne. Look, yeah, it's the fourth yeah. best major, isn't it? Uh, is that right? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's about the facilities, Paul. You know, the, yeah. the, the infrastructure is so important for, for the youth mm. to, to have the opportunity to grow and improve, but facilities are really, really important. So good luck with all of that. Craig, that's 30 seconds where you're not on the block because I feel you are a little bit because obviously Rangers fans are coming on saying, what's happening? Oh, you know, and, it's and been I, a tough and campaign. I understand, yeah, that. I understand sure. that as well. I kind of feel what a lot of the Rangers supporters are feeling at the moment as well. Craig now wants to talk about Scottish uh, cricket. Right, let's discuss. <laughs> no, in the next hour, we're going to speak to you and we'll hear more from the managers. And also, we're only a couple of weeks away from, in fact, the football finishes for us next weekend for four weeks. And then it's the World Cup. Who could oh, win it? We're going to talk about that very shortly with you. And Craig, you'll be there. No, in fact, you're going, you're going to Australia, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. But if uh, Australia can do well, it'll be Bedlam and Andy. I know you do stuff down south. If if England go far, then mm. we'll never hear the end of it. But, you know, England could do well. <laughs> They've got a good yeah. team, plenty of options. Uh, if they can sort it out defensively, uh, they've got a chance. A pity we're not going to be there, but the news came out yesterday. Scotland will play England the 12th of September next year the 150th anniversary of the oldest international game in football. I think it's good that it's going to happen at Hampton. Yeah, I mean, I didn't play, but I was on the bench at Wembley when England beat us 1-0. So what was that? That would have been 88. I went down with Tommy Burns. Tommy Burns actually got on and uh, said he would have walked from uh, Glasgow to to Wembley just to, to play in that game. And that was the game where Peter Beardsley scored... 
and they beat us 1-0 what a player the atmosphere was at one of the best fantastic ever. Yeah. is it mainly Scots isn't it well sounds plenty like it. at that time and uh, just beautiful surface uh, an iconic venue Wembley so yeah everything about it's just great I understand those kind of games against your, your, your great rival and all that sort of stuff um I remember sort of like again some of the old footage and all that. What was the year where obviously the, all the fans were on and uh, it was after oh, a great yes. result? Seventy-seven. Yeah, you know, like so going going that far back. Um, but it's great to see that there's yep. another, now another game, a good opportunity. Half of Scotland's got turf, haven't they? Out the back. <laughs> yep. This was from Wembley yeah. uh, and the crossbar as well. And remember, ten years before that, England had won the World Cup and then we beat them. Yeah, and them. so, yep, we were the unofficial World Cup holders. It's just a pity, isn't it, Craig, that we're not going to be there for Scotland? It would have been uh, yeah, terrific. It, yeah, it, yep. would, it would have been amazing. I mean, look, there's been a lot of positivity around about the Scotland team and um, you know what Steve Clark has done, and they've played some great football. And uh, I think he's been very successful. The World Cup is obviously um, that one where you want to get to, but it's very, very tough in terms of the qualification group that always gets thrown at Scotland. When I think of the last game, uh, Paul Craig at uh, Hamden, when Lee Griffiths scored oh, those the double. two free kicks, England. and we should have beat them. They scored with the last kick of the ball when they, it was Harry Kane. Harry Kane, it? it was. Oh, that would have been a that would have been a special memory had we had and, we beat them two one. And the England goalkeeper, you remember? The England goalkeeper Joe Hart. Joe Hart, yeah, indeed, yeah. 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 Whatever happened to Joe Hart? <laughs> what a comeback for him, isn't it? I mean, it's yeah. one of the great stories of, uh, what is he, 36, still yeah. got a few years in him. And last night, uh, we were saying in the programme, get him signed up. The guys were saying that. I think Mark Weedy was saying, sign him up, make sure he is for next season. He may well be. What's going to happen next season? Well, a lot between now and then. The focus will go back now, inevitably, to the Premiership. Who's going to win it? Uh, for GVB... Is there going to be money to spend in January? He's been speaking about the need to strengthen the squad. Of course, I know that the club will do everything uh, to, uh, you know, to try to to build the, the strongest uh, uh, squad we have. You know, I've read many stories that we we struck gold. You know, with so many millions coming in, it's it's not true. You know, I think the, it's not true. All the all the figures I see in papers, I don't have. We don't have that budget to spend. So that's another thing that's you know also. We saw in the beginning that we, we, we play Champions League, so now we have 40 million extra. You know, those are not true. And that creates, an, uh, of course, you know, uh, an expectation of we can buy new players. But, you know, I think the way we are, we bought the players this season is to qualify for Champions League. But I don't think that the, the club will spend millions if the millions aren't there. Rangers fans, what do you think? Here's what Ange Postacoglu had to say. Goals will come, he reckons, for Celtic, despite the fact they only scored, what, four in the six games. We could have lost 2-0 tonight and, and created one or two chances and, and probably wouldn't look as bad and people would say, well, that's not a bad result. I just don't think that's the way forward. I just don't think that's how we're going to make an impact. I think we need to be a team that, that can score goals and, 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 and be threatening against every opposition. And I've got no doubt in my mind that if we replicate that sort of those sort of numbers next year that yeah we will score more goals we score tonight at 2-1 it puts a little bit of pressure on them gives us belief you know they've been game in every game we've had those moments where you get a second goal you get that first goal and we just haven't had that you know but I, I believe that you know if we consistently do that at this level we'll get there and they both had messages to the fans, first of all, Ange Postacoglu, uh, praising the Celtic fans. Yeah, their, their support is unbelievable. Like I said, we, we've lost, you know, 5-1 and I don't think anyone enjoys that kind of defeat. But 
I think their reaction after the game was not just them trying to make us feel better. I think they can appreciate what the players are trying to do and that gives us, gives me massive motivation to, to reward them, you know, to make sure that we qualify again next year and next year we, we perform better and give them more moments like Jota's tonight. You know, that's what they deserve. And yeah, uh, like I said, uh, that's that's where my disappointment lies. That I, you know, because f- ultimately I'm responsible for the approach we've taken, the way we've gone about things, and uh, I would have wanted to repay them for their support. They repaid with that goal, though, Andy Jota's value: six point eight million, well spent. Yeah, I think so. Uh, he's a special player. Um, he's got a huge personality. He, I think he's already given some of the Celtic supporters some iconic. Moments that that goal in the four 0 win at the early part of the season, just his celebration. It's almost um, I don't know some of the pictures that you would associate with the uh, Henrik Larsson's of this world. Just just really iconic moments for the Celtic supporters to enjoy. See Thierry Henry's not been too impressed with it in social media. I think he's commented on uh, the the celebration. Jota himself, great find. No, no, he's a fantastic player. I mean, he's. Been a little bit unfortunate recently with a few injuries, yep. um, but in terms of when he's fit, um, the talent is clear. Um, the investment uh, was a significant one from Celtic, but scoring goals like that on that stage is what adds uh, value to the player. Yeah, uh, and he got one uh, earlier, Champions League group yeah, game well. over in Leipzig. Because that's that's what counts. That's what clubs yeah. are looking at, Andy. Scoring, yeah, yeah. scoring at that level. Who takes the penalties now for Celtic? Who do you think... Greg, would you well, say? Because well, obviously... Juranovic, but he, he had a, he a, great, a great record. I know mm. he missed, but he's had a great record. Does that mean that all of a sudden he's off penalties? I think it was interesting that uh, Tavernier missed uh, last weekend, mm. but he took one in the Champions League. Obviously still confident he can do the job. You wonder if Juranovic will stay on them. I think Yakimakis will be off them. <laughs> he's missed a couple now. So. But, but if you're the manager, right? Like again, so what? Juranovic was what, five from five? Five from five, yeah. He misses a penalty. I mean, it happens in football. Uh, surely he just steps up and takes the next one. Well, we'll we might see you at the weekend. You might <laughs> look out for it. Yep. So there's just a difference when you hear the two managers. So we heard Ange speak there about the Celtic fans. Here is Giovanni's message to the Rangers fans. What the same I say to you. It's very disappointing. You know, we 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 are very we were all happy that we we came in Champions League because we weren't competing in this level for 12 years. So that's very positive. But the other side is we're facing so many good teams. So for us, the learning point. You know, of course, we want to be involved again less uh, next year but you know then we have to do better than we did this season it's been hard you know also also today and that's uh, those are facts it's hard I'm just listening to Giovanni and all that sort of stuff and I've seen him on the dugout in the dugout and all that sort of stuff and it can be difficult um, and I'm thinking you know maybe um, you know coming out of his comfort zone a, a little bit in terms of being a little bit livelier uh, on the bench yeah. to, to be able to kind of you know get the message across to the players I think the fans would love to see that sometimes you've got to stretch yourself and go for something a little bit different maybe maybe that's what Giovanni needs to do Did you ever see it as a player? Oh no as a player like I said he, he, he was feisty he was a, mm. he was a quality player mm. um, you know he had that he had that nasty side and he, and he had that confidence. Uh, but like I says, even as managers, sometimes you're really tested, Paul. This might be the time where he's got to really, really dig deep and show something different. Tarek's on the line. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Good evening, Tarek. 
good evening, panel. I, I think it's Craig Moore and Andy Walker. On it today. is. You've got the top two. Oh, <laughs> Barry will be listening <laughs> and John Hartson. Anyway, well, I don't know why I said it like that. Well, right, Tarek, what are you thinking? Well, I've got two two points this evening. The first point is that can he, for the life of me, believe the why people are calling for Giovanni Van Bronkers? There was a guy on a site the other night and he mm. wrote that we need to bring in Sean Dice. Sean Dice couldn't tie Giovanni Van Bronkers' shoelaces. Craig, you agree on that? Let me just throw that first of all to Craig. I'm not going to be drawn into comparisons no, between sure. Giovanni and, and Sean Dice. Yeah. Um, what I'll say, Tarek, is, is do you think if Giovanni wasn't to go the, the next three games with a win before the break, does he keep his job? 100%. 100%. What's your next point, Tarek? Sorry, I jumped in there just to... Yeah, 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 yeah. The next point is... Now, I had the privilege of going to uh, a gentleman's... Uh, Kyle Lafferty, I used to play for Radio yes. Wedding. Yep. I was... Uh, Invited not causing me, it was causing my okay. wife. Yeah, good. And believe it or believe it not, it, it, the guy was getting married, so he did come up and I, I acknowledged me and they said hello. Good. And uh, but when I went to the bar, I, I bumped into his brother-in-law. Okay. And I life, uh, yeah. You know, I couldn't believe it when I met him. It was turned out it was Darren O'Day. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Listen, we we know it behind the scenes. The players, there's great rivalry on the pitch, but of course, you know we're in a in a society where the players, Andy, often you know they're related. They... Well, I can only speak from yep. my own experience, Paul. I had tremendous respect for uh, the guys on the opposite end of the the city. Uh, Ali McCoy, Steen Duran, Derek uh, Ferguson mm. at the time, not uh, not who you played with, mm. but Barry. Barry. Yep. And these guys are under mm. the same pressure that you are, you sure. know, just to yep. try and be successful. And also that pressure of just being in Glasgow and moving around yep. and coping with some strange people. Yep. Tarek, who's going to, who are you going to build, rebuild the team around? Who are the ones that would stay? Because today there's so many. Andy, I think we're going to get an update on who is fit and when they might be back. Tom Lawrence, for example, Tarek, you must have missed him. Well, I think he's a fantastic young player and he's only going to get better. You've got to remember he's just joined us. Exactly. And, uh, yep. and, and, and then you've got, what do you call it, Kent, who I believe is definitely going to stay. Definitely. Do you and want we, him to stay, given the performances recently? Listen, the guy's a fantastic footballer. Mm. He just He's lacking a bit of confidence, but... All he has today is look what happened to Steven Gerrard. He left and where's he now? He's unemployed. Andy, what do you think? Let's check. So, and Ryan Kent, everyone knows that he's got the talent, but we just haven't seen enough of it. So, Tom Lawrence, the latest on the injury? Yeah, I think he is one that could be back in uh, December, but obviously you've got Lundstrom, who's uh, back from suspension. So that's obviously um, good news. You've got Ben Davis, who apparently could return. Uh, Kemar Roof is out for another two or three weeks. Tom Lawrence is next month. He's December. So after the um, World Cup. Yep. And Craig, while we're checking that, Ben well, Davis. Connor, Connor yeah. Goldson, Ryan Jack and uh, Yilmaz, they're all after the World Cup. Yanis Hadji is some point next year. Philip Hollander, that's still unknown. And uh, John Souter, still unknown. So there's a I mean, fair amount of... So out of that list, I was just listen, trying to listen to that. So anything back before the break? Nothing? No. 
No, just the fact that Lundstrom will be available from suspension. suspension. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so again, that's... Uh, ben Davis, then, then ben Davis could return. Possibly, possibly. possibly. Yeah. Then, four centre-backs. Yeah, yeah, but then you have the break, Paul. So then, again, that's like a... What, is it a four-week break? Yes, league? yeah. So so again, then, then there's four, I mean, four weeks for this. Then you've got to build yourself up again and, and the fitness... Um, to explain to the to the listener, it doesn't come overnight. Individual training, completely different to, to team training, completely different to games. Mm. So, and if I'm wrong in any of that, yeah. you blame Ian Crocker. That's all. Well, well, Crocker yeah. starts right. today. Aye. He sent me a couple of notes. Here we can. He's yeah. good, good man. So, Tarek, you'll be you'll. In fact, Craig, from a Rangers point of view, you'll be buoyed by someone like Tarek coming on and backing Giovanni van Bronckhorst. He's not having a go at him, and he trusts in him. No, and, and look, that that's important. But again, like Giovanni will understand the job that's. That's there for him. He needs to go and win football matches. He needs to turn the opinion at this moment in time from a lot of Rangers supporters because, Tadic, you're probably not like a lot of the, the Rangers supporters that, that, yeah. are, that are currently airing their, their kind of opinions at the moment. Giovanni needs... I'm saying does he, he, needs, time, he needs time. He's, he's, he's had time, but the performances in the league so far, the Champions League, have been disappointing. He's got to do something special between now and, and, the, and the end of the break. And then do the club then give him money to go and spend? Uh, that's going to be a big influence for what's going to happen for the remainder of the season to go and win a title. Tarek, what's your scoreline? St. Johnson Rangers, Sunday. Oh, right. No, 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 I'm, I'm not going I'm, I'm to say my normal. I would normally say it's a 4-1 or 5-1, but I'm going to go for a 3-0 this time. 3-0. Who for? No, we're kidding. We know you're going for Rangers. <laughs> the Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Crofty and Gredo back when you wake up tomorrow morning and I heard them talking about the programme last night. We had some... Well, apart from the football, as you know, we had some great listeners, some Rangers fans on Tuesday night, Celtic fans on Wednesday at the Radisson Red, and you can hear it on our podcast with Steen. So we brought the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors from the venue. It was terrific. So I had a Celtic fan on last night, and often we'd say to Rangers fans, who's your all-time favourite? And they'll say Barry or whoever, or Craig yeah. or... Um, John. Yeah, and Big John. So John's there, and I said... But Mark Guidi said we should probably just say, apart from Henrik Larson, who's your favourite? So I, of course, go straight in and I say... Tom, who's your all time, apart from Henrik Larson, who's your all time favourite Celtic player? And he says, John Hartson. Hey. <laughs> and John's there. Hey. I mean, Egypt, me, John. not him. So, uh, <laughs> more, more than 100 goals. Yeah. Fantastic. James Amazing. Forrest has yeah. just joined that club. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. is there for Rangers and some, but. 100 plus, yeah. yeah. Not, not seen it for some time. No, no. And like I said, but I, I do think the goals, the goals will come for Morelos again. Um, do you know how many starts he's made for Rangers? Morelos this season? No. In general? In, in his Rangers career. How many starts? Okay. Uh, do I, 199. Wow. Yeah. So yep. His next one? Yeah, the 200. 200. Nothing gets past you, Andy Walker. Well, does it? I, you honestly, can tell your dad not, was an accountant. You, you, you can tell I've yeah. been speaking to Ian Crocker today. <laughs> so, <there you> go. <laughs> Crocs, our next caller, 0808 17 17 700. Looking forward to this weekend. What are you thinking tomorrow night? Let's turn a wee bit to the weekend because Hibs are at Aberdeen tomorrow night and Kilmarnock against Livingston. What do you feel about that one, Andy? Well, it's funny because yep. I thought, I mean, uh, we were on last week, uh, Craig and I, and we I think we both fancied Aberdeen for a point at Ibrox, mm-hmm. but Rangers, yeah. I think, absolutely battered them. Mm-hmm. There was yes, I did. four goals. It could have been six or seven yeah. or, or, or even more, but... 
I do think Aberdeen are better. Hibs are better. I, I'm expecting Aberdeen just about to edge this one, I think. You think so? What do you feel? I'm going to go with, with Aberdeen. Look, I was really disappointed uh, in, in Aberdeen at Ibrox, although yeah. it was a great great result, great performance that Rangers needed. But I, I didn't think Aberdeen, after going a goal up early in that match, offered too much. Are you there, but, yeah? Yeah, but I think that they've... They've got to be different. They've got to be different at home. And look, I've not been up at Aberdeen to watch them at home, but I'm guessing that they're a little bit more positive, a little bit more on the front foot. Um, and I think that they can bounce back and actually get a win against Hibs. The two managers who spoke about coming up against the big two, Lee Johnson the week before, yeah. and then uh, Do you like Jim the idea of Friday night football, Paul? I do, yeah, yeah I, I do. Good crowd set you yeah, up for the I weekend. I think the problem will be for fans to get there. That's the only thing if mm. you're working. But yeah. I mean, many people working from home. I do. Fans, do you like yeah. the Friday night football? I do. Yeah. I think it's a great thing, as you say. The the travelling support, uh, you know, getting from Edinburgh to Aberdeen in time for kick off will be a push. But uh, I think it's obviously designed for the home support, and you know, it will be interesting to see the difference. I'm not sure what their figures are for general home games yep. on a Saturday, mm. but. You know, Friday night under the lights. I think the players will like it yeah, too. Yeah, because of the, the traditional kickoffs now, obviously three o'clock on a Saturday. Times are changing now yep. uh, with, with broadcast and lots of stuff. And Friday night, um, as long as fans can get there and enjoy it, sets you up hopefully for a really good longer weekend mm. if you get the right result. The big problem will be the travel because yeah. of the train situation. Yep. It really yep. is a real issue. You know, we all love the football and everyone's back, get to the game. How? Mm. And then we, you know, so anyway, Aberdeen against Hebs, Killy against Livingston. Craig, what are you thinking? Um, well, there's no excuses about plastic pitches in this one, is there? No, indeed. It's plastic <laughs> versus synthetic. So, listen, yeah. I, I, plastic uh, derby. Yeah. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for um, Kilmarnock. To, uh, Kilmarnock have been very good at home. Yeah, they have been very good at home. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with Kilmarnock at home. Livingston, look, they'll try and bounce back after uh, a hefty defeat uh, from Celtic. But uh, I think that Killy at home are going to be too good. I'll ask uh, you both, actually, before you give us that, what about David Martindale today? I'm coming back. I can understand that he was asked about uh, Ange Postacoglu's comments that uh, the injury to CCV wasn't helped by the pitch. And he came back and uh, he said, well, where's the evidence that that is the case? I don't like plas uh, plastic pitches. No. I'm really surprised when uh, Kamarnock were out of the league that uh, the other clubs didn't vote it through mm -hmm. to uh, get yeah. rid of them. You don't see any plastic pitches... And when I say in England, I mean in League One and League Two. Really? All no one no one does plastic pitches in England. I think uh, Holland were going to try it for a number of years, but they're going back to grass. I don't think you have any top league across Europe having their, their top flight football on, on plastic. And um, I don't like it. Mm. And I, I'm, the, I'm the same. The reason why I don't, and I know the pitches would have changed yeah. When I played on an artificial surface, I couldn't walk the next day. Mm. Uh, it, you know, in terms of I had knee operations, so it was a disaster for me. And I imagine there's still players that kind of fall in that bracket that have had injuries, uh, and it's probably still a little bit harsher on your joints. Mm. But that's not through any. Um, the best surface you get in the leagues at Fir Park, so it shows mm. you that you don't need to spend an outrageous uh, amount of money to get a absolute quality surface. He did mention the hybrid pitches though and he said yeah. that he believes that some, actually it can be tough on the joints as well. Well, so some can be harder. Yeah, than uh, others, yeah. I've, well, in terms of finance and obviously Livy mm -hmm. feel as though they don't need to spend on a training surface, uh, training ground or all the rest of it and everything that that entails but having spoken to the people at Motherwell, they feel with their investment over the next four or five years they will definitely save money on the plastic pitch, who's going to win that derby? 
Well, I think both of them, their strengths are defensive. I'm going to go for a nil-nil, although I I just wanted to say I really liked Jules Nouble last week. His performance, uh, he, I don't know, he he could play for a a bigger club. I mean, he was, I haven't seen anyone give Cameron Carter-Vickers a a tough time physically, and he did. And, uh, you know, normally it's the other way around. Carter-Vickers will Mm. bully any sort of opposition, but he more than held his own and threw Carter Vickers around, you know, a couple of times. He, he didn't get a lot of service, but when he did, mm. I thought he really looked apart. And he's not only done that against Celtic, he's also been a right handful um, and, got, and, got, and, and got his goals for... Well, here's the thing, Craig. Rangers, so... Here's the thing. How, yeah. much, how much would he cost if Ross Wilson, Giovanni Van Bronckers oh. fancied him? Could he do a job for Rangers? <laughs> As a squad Great question. Player, as a yeah. squad player, somebody who come in, I, I don't know what's going to happen with Morelos. Cholak's the number one. He's a top scorer. Totally get it. Mm-hmm. But could Joe Nubley he's play a, for look, Rangers? He's a, he's a different type of player again. As a squad player, if you're not going to spend a lot of money, look, you, you can always have a, a play like that within your squad. Uh, no doubt about that. It just depends um, what you're actually looking for. You know, whether they're looking for something that pace that's going to run off shoulders, then Nubley's not the man. Mm-hmm. It depends what you're looking for. Scoreline, nil-nil, you said. I've gone yeah. for a dull nil-nil. Yeah, a dull nil-nil. <laughs> Let's hope that's not your Sky game. I know it's not. <laughs> it's not. Because you're asking me about Friday night football and I like the idea. Yeah. I think for the fans, nothing yeah. beats Saturday at three yeah. or two or whatever. But, you know, the three o'clock on a Saturday. People love it. They've got the weekend still ahead. A yeah. good part of it. That's you it. can't beat it. But all because... And in the winter as well, you still sure. get your floodlights on. That's it. Second half, but for Sky, <laughs> I'll never catch on. Well, at the Sky stuff and all the rest. But look, uh, they, they pay the big bucks. We wish it was more, but it's the, the biggest checkbook in town. Saturday, then let's go to Ross County first against St Mirren. Andy, what do you reckon? Right. Uh, Ross County are really missing their goal scorer of last uh, year, and um, Regan Charles Cook, Cook. and and Hungbo. Mm-hmm. Both yeah. of them were really quick. Both yeah. of them were really creative. Um, so they've missed him a bit more than uh, maybe they thought um, and St Mirren in good form I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw it's going to be a draw there yep. what do you reckon I'm going to go for a, a win to St Mirren in this one right. yeah, uh, a away win a away win I think St Mirren are having a, a fantastic season I agree Andy that look, Ross County have, have been nowhere near I guess what they were performing at the levels last season but very difficult because of the players you touched on that they've lost St Mirren, I think, can have an away win here. Well, that'd be great news for St Mirren because Stephen Robinson, it was a tough start to the season and not that you'd want to see any manager go early, but Graham Alexander went on, what, the, on the eve of the season. You thought it might have yeah. been, it could have been Stephen Robinson next, but it's I actually working watched out. the first game. I actually watched huh? the first yeah. game. Uh, it might have been against Motherwell. Uh, they, they, they didn't get the result, but they actually played very, very well, St Mirren. Uh, and, and immediately then the results started to, to, to follow. I think he's done a fantastic job. I think he's got an honest bunch of players there that work extremely hard. Um, and he, yeah, he's, he's done a good job and they find themselves in a very, very good position. Yep, 19 points after 12 games. Celtic on top with 33, Rangers on 29, Hebs on 20, Aberdeen 19 along with St Mirren. So that's how it looks. And there's right Celtic the going up against Dundee United. I mean, they took nine off them at Tannadice. They've got a home game. It's a new manager with United. How do they approach it? Mm. But given the options that Celtic have, that Celtic have, I would imagine Yakamakis will come back in, play from the start. That's Kyogo started the last two games um, at Livingston and in, in Madrid. 
Not so a bad I, option to have, isn't it? Bring and not a bad, yeah. Well, I just love his attitude. Mm. Paul, he seems really hungry. I know he missed his penalty, but he's a he's a confident player and he always wants to score. He's got a great scoring record. Were you surprised that Hatate and Kyogo didn't make it to yeah. the Japanese squad? Yeah, Maeda's absolutely. there. Well, yeah, I'm so. not uh, I'm not up to speed with my Japanese football, but oh, come on. they were playing uh, at a good level. They were playing in the Champions League. They they looked as though they could uh, you know compete there. So yeah, I'm surprised they're they're not going to the World Cup. Imagine the talent that must be in that Japanese side then. Absolutely. You know. Yep. Um and again it's a market that <laughs> that Angers exploited it done extremely well uh, in terms of the players that he's brought in. But Japanese players, very, very good squad. They miss out, unfortunately. Slight chance that Kyogo could be called up. I think there's another striker who isn't fully fit, but we'll find out in the coming days. It's around now we're waiting for the Australian squad to come. Martin Boyle, of course, injured. Uh, he's been down in London along with an Australian uh, medical, some of the staff that you might know, uh, but we're waiting to hear fingers, what the Fingers crossed. Uh, yeah. Look, I've been, that, I've been that player kind of leading into a, a World Cup, and I know how nerve-wracking it can be in that terms of the, you. the yeah. games playing. Well, I had a hamstring injury leading into the 2006 World Cup, and you just get yourself back, and you're going, okay, there's four games to go, and you're, you're desperate to get through them fit and healthy, but you've got to go in 100% as well, Paul, because if you don't have that focus, that's when you do pick up injuries. Fingers crossed for Martin Boyle because he'd be a, a really good uh, inclusion for us. And of course you could be up, well you will be up against Denmark and still a chance is there that Matt O'Reilly could be in the, the full squad? Oh Yeah, and, and the, the ability that the boy has. Uh, look, Denmark I think are, are a good outside bet mm-hmm. for um, the World Cup. You know, I think they had, a, they had a friendly recently, they beat France. Mm-hmm. Um, Scotland obviously had the opportunity to see him close, close quarters. Yeah, we did uh, well, yep. yeah. You know, but this is a team that I think and that will qualify through the group, and then you need a little bit of luck. Who's going to win it? If not your own Australia, who's going to win the World Cup in Qatar 2022? I'm going to go Spain. You're going for Spain, yeah? I'm going South America and I'm going Brazil. I thought you were going to right. say South America, mm-hmm. but there's a few teams <laughs> yeah. you can't go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I look, Brazil, Brazil, Brazil looks yeah. So you're going for a European side? I'm going for right. European, Spain, young team. Um, I think that there's, there's upside to that, the experience that they've gained. Um, but I understand where you're going with Brazil. Look, it's certainly going to be a climate, um, something that, that's going to come natural for them, and they're fantastic anyway, aren't they? Big John Hartson will be there, of course. We talked about it last night with Wales. Does he it's think they'll get out of the group them. with England? Didn't know yet. We didn't. We were England, mainly Iran, concentrating. Yeah, it's a tough one for them, isn't it? Mm. But, well, yeah, I mean, England yeah, are obviously sure. favourites. I think they will top the group, and mm. it's really sure. anyone from the other. They would yeah. fancy themselves against Iran. Yeah. The Welsh, yeah. yeah. Could England win it? Yeah, they could win it. Got a chance. They yeah. could, but every, every tournament they go into, they could win. They've got a, uh, they always have a good enough squad, but... good players. And the Germans, you can never discount. Never. The great tournament. No. Belgium. Yep. Yeah. Oh, Belgium yeah. in there So much well. said about them, you're right. Well, you know, we saw a lot about Courtois last night. Uh, so. Yeah, yep. there's... Uh, look, there's a, lot, there's a lot of teams, but I just think that... Um, you need a little bit of luck in terms of getting through your group stages and then you can see a little bit clearer about who potentially could be the winner. You'll be watching it in the sunshine. Are you going to the Gold uh, yeah, Coast but it won't, as well? It won't yep. be the sunshine, Paul, because again, the, the nightmare about a World Cup mm-hmm. when you're in Australia, yep. normally, so it's, I think the games are like 2 o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. 6 o'clock in the morning. Right. Yeah. And not great times. You're just getting home. Yeah, just, just, just get <laughs> This somehow weaves us back to the weekend fixtures here. Uh, <laughs> we're back to Celtic against Dundee United. Tony Watt can play for Dundee United. That's a, a good decision. Yeah, it's the right decision, but I just, 
I mean, John Beaton looked at it and I thought gave the right call. Nothing. Yeah. And then he's asked to go over to re review it with the VAR. And even in the review, I mean, if they're seeing the pictures that we're seeing, why would you think that's a red card? I mean, everyone's looking at it and they, they can't believe it. Obviously, United appeal and it's downgraded to a yellow. It, it goes back to what Craig was saying earlier. Re-refereeing the game for that, when a when a, an experienced referee, whatever you think of him, he's seen the incident and has given nothing. It's not a good look, eh? It's not it's a not. good. It's not a good look. Uh, he's not given it. He goes and 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 obviously reviews it. It is given and it gets appealed, and then it's rescinded. It's it's not a good look. I'm surprised John Beaton didn't say, "Yeah, I've seen it." And actually, do you know what? I made the right call. Mm -hmm. Nothing. Referees should stand up for themselves, should they not? And say, you wonder what the scoring's going on or whatever. It, it's it should almost never as if if any referee like the Stephanie Frappa the other night, night going yeah. over to the the VAR, yeah. you think, oh, it's definitely going to be a penalty. Mm -hmm. It's almost as if as soon as you go over, you know that the original decision is going to be overturned. Have you got the stats on you got the stats on that? Yeah. I think only it's one on, time no, 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 yeah. coming out with a few stats yeah. tonight, but you're right. Only yeah. one time has it happened in England where uh, you can't have a look at the referee on the pitch has been asked to go over and review a, yeah. an incident and he's stuck with his original decision which has to be subjective it's obviously a matter of, of opinion they never go over for a you know he's offside because that's just a fact yeah, yeah. No, so no, you no, don't need right. to go over and yeah. you met you were there just what three weeks ago with Crawford mm -hmm. Allen you were impressed by the presentation really good presentation and yep. then, they're not sticking to the script though are they <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so and uh, listen, we're in week two, we're coming up for week three. Uh, I totally get that uh, some, uh, you know, some teething. foibles, mm. some teething problems, and hopefully it'll get better. But the SFA chief executive said it was going to be a trial for a while. A, a trial, and they said it'll be very difficult. I can't remember the words he said, but... Well, listen, if you use it sparingly... Shambles comes to mind. Yeah, yeah. if you use it sparingly, I, I, I think it would work better. Job's worth. There's too many people want to get involved in it. And you know, re let's run the game back twenty seconds to see something. A really good example was yeah. at Fir Park when uh, Aberdeen went there. They scored a goal, and it was given offside by the assistant referee. You go to VAR, and he's clearly onside. So that is a good use of VAR. They got a goal that they absolutely were entitled to get. So it's it's just almost as if, unfortunately, that people want to continue to try and change our great game. Yeah. Uh, and and for me, you know, the way the way our game was, referees make mistakes. It's part and parcel. Craig, there's no going back. You need to buy into this technology. Nah, it just needs to get buying, better. I'm not buying into it. I'm not buying into it. I'm, I'm buying into the, the off, offside. I'm not buying into the the can of worms that is going to happen in terms of re refereeing the game. You're giving him stick, and you're giving more stick to Listen, VAR I than used, anybody, Andy I, Walker. I used to be totally against <laughs> VAR, but I wish it could be used more sparingly. I agree with you. I think there are times you're re-refereeing a game. The, the worst example of VAR I've seen this season in Scotland in these early weeks was the decision to disallow the goal in Paisley mm -hmm. for St Mirren yeah. against Dundee United. It was ludicrous. Quick break and then we're back. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go!
Don't forget Sunday morning, the Go Radio Business Show with Hunter and Hockey with Workflow Solutions. Looking forward to that, 11 o'clock. I'll tell you who's on on Sunday. Their guest is Neil Logan, Special Advisor of Incremental Group. So looking forward to that on Sunday morning. Andy, yeah? I've got a pal that never misses it. Yes. He's got a garage over in Canvas Line. Absolutely loves it. It's a highlight of his week. Give him a give him a mention, the, Michael McLaughlin. Right, well done, Michael. Yep. So Neil Logan is going to be great, I'm sure, uh, and some great guests every week here. And you've got access to the two of them, two of the great entrepreneurs and philanthropists in Scotland. Go straight through to them and ask a question. Pick them wines. How good is that? Yeah. Tap into their experiences. Brilliant. Excellent. Craig, for you, this weekend, you'll be picking up football. Where are you going to be? I'm going to go back to the games, of course, on Sunday, yeah. but uh, you're going to be watching players, looking for yeah, stars of the future. I'm going to, yeah, well, I've always liked to, to see what else is out there. Watch Albion Rovers v Stirling Albion. Right. Uh, that'll be the game that I'll be taking in this weekend, Paul. You surprised? No, because it's always, you know, people turn up at the most, I remember them come, turning up at uh, Blantyre Vicks against Celtic. Yep. And they turned up Sean Fallon, the Celtic assistant manager. And the excitement around the town or the village mm. is palpable. People think, oh, who's he there to watch? I, say, I, don't yeah. know, I don't know whether they're going to be that excited when I turn up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding? Yeah, no, but look. Rangers legend. Yeah. I think it's good, like it says, in terms of the work that I'm doing, it's important to get out and and see other players. So, yeah, looking forward to that one. Two big games on Sunday. So we've gone through Friday night, we've got Aberdeen Hibs, Kilmarnock Livingston, Saturday Celtic Dundee United and Ross County against St Mirren. Did you give us uh, verdicts on Celtic Dundee United? We went away I in think Celtic run. will yeah. be similar to last week in so much as they will win by, they'll win comfortably, I would mm-hmm. think, three or four goals. Yep. And exactly the same, feel the same way. Because that was an outstanding result for Celtic at, uh, at Tanadice. Yeah, oh, you, yeah. I mean, that was. A, I mean, you could play. You could play Juranovic and Taylor, mm-hmm. maybe the the first choice fullbacks. But equally, I think you will get a, a great amount from from Ralston and Burnaby. Mm-hmm. Uh, Starfield is back fit. Will he play two games on the bounce? But, probably not. Probably um, not. Probably not. But you've still got options there with Jens. Mm-hmm. I don't know who Carter Vickers will be. Yeah. They'll be too strong. They'll be but too yes, strong. I, I just mean, think from defensively, middle to front, Celtic just create a lot of chances. And did you give us a score like yeah, you did Ross County against yeah, Lindsay, one, both one. going for Celtic, Dundee United and we'll have the update uh, team-wise tomorrow night certainly squad-wise CCV should be fit I would think I think he was left behind as a precaution uh, What about Sunday then the early game St Johnson Rangers massive here's the manager as Rangers exited uh, Celtic did two the other night from Europe they'd gone and he said right this is the focus now for the club uh, Work with this group to 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 try to make it better to be competitive in Champions League. You know, you you have to have. It's, it's not a team who, who who can operate in Champions League. That's what we saw this this campaign. So now we have to switch back to the league and uh, and try to to win the trophies. We are still involved. Europe for us this season is over. Wow, it's quite a statement, isn't it? Switch back, refocus, reset. Mm. Paul, yep. uh, app needs to happen quickly. This is. This is going to be a tough game because, and he touched on earlier, St Johnson gives Celtic a really tough game a couple of weeks ago. But I expect Rangers to win this game. I think it will be close. I think Morelos will get his start. I think he will also get on the score sheet. I'm going for a Rangers win. 2-0. 2-0 Rangers. What do you think, Andy? It's your game. You'll be there. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think Cholak will play. I think he's the number one striker. I think he's focused. I think he's committed. And I'm not sure that Morelos is. And... Um, that's why I think Cholak uh, should start. 
and I would imagine he'll get another goal. I think Rangers will win this narrowly. I'm going for a for a two one Rangers. Is Morelos committed in your view, Craig? I don't, I don't speak to him personally. For yeah, sure. No, I know. <laughs> no, but no, look, look, at the end of the day, like I says, I, I would like to think that Morelos um, wants to do well, that wants to score goals, and I think he, you know, whether he starts, I mean, again, that's up for debate, and he thinks he doesn't. If he does start, I think he can score goals. I think he can get back to scoring goals. The fans have loved him, haven't they? They've given him a long, long rope. I think they're he's now getting fed up. He's been a frustrating one, hasn't yeah. he? Yeah, he's been a frustrating yeah. one. I think he's been a bit of a roller coaster ride there's for no the fans. One, there's no well. one more popular. That, uh, yeah. You know, when I do Rangers games, he's the yeah. one who constantly gets the gets biggest attention. Chair. And he's yeah. just one of those. He's the only player, I still say, within the, the squad that can create or can score a goal from, from nothing. You know, he can he can just find a way. He's, he hasn't uh, taken his chances recently and that has been down to his conditioning. Just four points in it at the top at the moment. I know the narratives are different. Uh, what are the positives from the Champions League campaign according to GVB? Positive is that we that we operated on the on the highest level after so many years. That's positive, but uh, you know, it's also uh, facts that we are uh, competing on on such a level. It's it's been hard for us. Very hard for them. More analysis of the performance against Ajax, 3-1 they lost. Yeah, but it's a different level. You know, this is a team who, who are used to giving pressure. They are used to avoid high press with their movements. You know, it's not a team, you know, that is just operate on the Champions League for the first time. It's, we know the, the Ajax school, we know how comfortable they are with the ball. And they showed it as well today. And and I think we tried to, to press up high, but you could see, you know, we were, you know, we were also, there was a big difference in, in freshness. They, they didn't have a game on the weekend. They had six days to prepare for this game. And, and we had only two days. So that... That difference you saw also today. So that's not only football-wise, but physically as well. Especially, of course, with with some changes we had to do, you know, when, when we played on Saturday. So you know, that's for everyone to see. Craig, they need the momentum now for the next three games at least yeah, before the World Cup. Winning, winning, winning the next three three matches, I think, are really important for for Geo and for the confidence of the squad uh, to go away. For the supporters also, I think, to go away to the break in good spirits um, so yeah no, really really important I do expect like I said it's a tough game against um, St Johnston but I expect them to come out on top and then Hearts and then St Mirren okay for you're both going for Rangers at St Johnston yeah yep Andy did you Rangers. give us 2-1 two, 2-1 one. Two, one yep. Rangers I thought think maybe 2-0 two two nil. Nil. and Hearts against Motherwell Hearts out of Europe tonight they were out already but a 3-1 defeat this evenings in Turkey Basakshir 3-1 what do you think on Sunday I think Hearts can do it. I think their squad is stronger than uh, than most clubs, certainly stronger than Motherwell, although they've got a, a more settled, I think, starting 11. They've got a potential match winner in Van Veen. Um But I think Hearts might have a bit too much at Tynecastle. Big, strong home support there. I'll go for another 2-1, two, 2-1 one, two, one Hearts. But yeah, yeah but... I'm going to flip that. I'm going to flip that. I'm going to go for the same scoreline, but I'm going to go for a Motherwell. Uh, victory. The reason being is fresher, haven't had the same schedule. Um, Van Veen will be a handful, and I expect him to get on the um, the score sheet. How much does it take out of you a journey it to takes, Turkey? It's not that you know it's what five hours, isn't it? See, when you're winning games of football, ah, yeah. it's, it's there's a lot of it that's uh, that's mental uh, mind, uh, and uh, like I said, you always seem to feel a little bit tireder after a after a defeat, Paul. So like it's a schedule when you're playing. It's great. Players say they want to play games, 
right, all the time rather than train. And that is yeah. very, very true. You would have been exactly the same when you were playing, Andy. Especially but, when you're running. Yeah, 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 but then when you get that, that schedule and then results are not going, it, it can be tough. If you had a big win, did you ever have a wee drink on the way home? Late night flight? Because oh, yeah. you have the meal yeah, on the yeah. flight. Yeah, 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 of course. <laughs> yeah, you did. Sneak, and, sneak a little glass of red with your, yeah. with your meal. Only one glass. Yeah. Would they still do that, do you think? Or is it just, they just oh. don't touch it? These I days, I, I don't know. know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I we, we, there was probably times we were told not to do it as well, but you just yeah, go sure. a little bit further at the back of the plane. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Andy, on the uh, way back from Europe. Do you know, I wasn't a big drinker. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't a big drinker at all, and I remember going to Chris Morris's wedding, which was in the January of the year we won the. Well, not another wedding. The league, <laughs> another <laughs> wedding story. Yeah, and I get absolutely. Bluttered, but yeah. it, honestly, it was like two, yeah. two or three drinks. It was right. just a joke. Oh. I could hardly walk. You know. <laughs> it was just madness. But it was only honestly, it was like three drinks, and I was wow. gone. Yeah. Well, you've got I that. Just, you've got that off your chest. So I've got that in my football show. Great insight from <laughs> the former Scotland striker Andy Walker, uh, the Celtic manager. Then looking back, finally, before we finish tonight, the final reflections on Europe. This is what he said about goals. Yeah, they've been at a premium, but he thinks they will come for Celtic in Europe. We could have lost. 2-0 tonight and, and created one or two chances and, and probably wouldn't look as bad and people would say, well, that's not a bad result. I just don't think that's the way forward. I just don't think that's how we're going to make an impact. I think we need to be a team that, that can score goals and and, and and be threatening against every opposition. And I've got no doubt in my mind that if we replicate that sort of those sort of numbers next year, that, yeah, we will score more goals. We score tonight at 2-1. It puts a little bit of pressure on them, gives us belief. You know, they've been game in every game. We've had those moments where you get a second goal, you get that first goal, and we just haven't had that. You know, but I, I believe that you know if we consistently do that at this level, we'll get there. He's not a million miles off of where he, where he wants to be uh, in terms of you know creating chances against every opponent. Look, Celtic have done that all season domestically and uh, in Europe. So. He's not a million miles off, um, but uh, you know I think for the Celtic supporters they see that there's a clear there's a clear way forward for him. Yeah, it's good ambition. It's a good message. We're, we're coming back and we're going to try and do better. Chances not taken. That probably was for Celtic the story of the campaign. That's a fair assessment of our campaign. I think anyone who's watched the games will say that you can't take away from the fact that they're a fantastic football team. But we still came here and created a lot of opportunities. I think. You know, other clubs have struggled to do so. There's there's something in that for us, but ultimately we fell short. You know, we, we we'll need to sort of make sure that you know we understand the areas and we do that we have fallen short in, and and some of it's just experience. You know, for our guys, all this is new, and our goal and our ambition should be to to be a Champions League level every year. And I think you'll find if we do that and show the same sort of intent and endeavour, then yeah, we'll we'll start to make more of an impact. I think it has been. Part of the story, they've missed a lot of chances, but you cannot ignore the other part. They have conceded too many goals. So let's say you get those goals. The way that Celtic play, and they're still chasing the game when they're three, four, five goals down, they're still leaving themselves wide open. So I think there is a, a better balance to be struck there. Yeah. And man, moments in games, Paul, moments in games which are normally goals, goals change games. Um, so you put yourself in a completely different position if you're able to take those chances. We mentioned Rangers games for the next week for Celtic. They've got the Dundee United game at home. Then they've got Ross County uh, after the Motherwell game midweek. So Motherwell at 
Motherwell and Ross County at home and it's going to be a fascinating week coming up looking forward to the weekend so that's it from Europe isn't it <laughs> who's going to be back next season that's too big a question isn't it that's basically saying who's going to win the title but Greg reset I'm going to, I'm going to reset Paul yeah. <laughs> reset rewind yeah. Andy it's going to be quite a run in it's going to be a great run in and uh, I'm looking forward to it all. There's going to be some twists and turns. There's always going to be stories. There's always going to be debate. And we get good, strong debate here. That's what I like. Who's going to win all three of the trophies? I'll fade you both down. We'll find out in the coming weeks. Thank you so much. Tomorrow night at five. Thanks for making the switch. It's Barry Ferguson and Stephen McGinn. Up next after the news from Sophie, it'll be Jokal Day. Thank you. Good night. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go. There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistleberry Road, Hamilton.